0: Howdy, I'm Paul Isaac Yoder. This is Authors Dozen, a podcast where I explore barriers to storytelling by writing one novel every month for 12 months. Please enjoy. I bet you're feeling pretty good about yourself, huh? Last week, our focus on study proved to be a breeze and a half and you're feeling pretty peachy. Oh, look at me. I naturally gravitated to consuming and creating what I want to do. Look at me and my super unique self, Nainagran. That's you, you stinker. So far, you're just a fan. Nothing wrong with being a fan, honestly, if that's where you want to stay. If you've ever been to a sports event where you're not entirely sure about the rules and the techniques or whatever, you've probably been very relieved to hear the voice of some announcer or fan loudly, loudly voicing their opinion on the direction of the game. Sometimes a team or a player is doing something superhuman, and we wouldn't even know it without the fans. But if you want to be something more than a fan, you're going to have to start down a very dangerous path. Mm-hmm. Remember, there are three steps to practicing an art: study, question, and commit i've I've come up with the very helpful acronym squawk that's s q lowercase a c. If you put the A in there for and, it's a very good and helpful acronym that's squawk. Today, we're going to talk about questioning. Now, if you haven't already studied, you shouldn't be questioning. In fact, I'm almost afraid to talk about questioning for fear of some of you skipping ahead. That said, this podcast is about forging forward despite mistakes and flaws and learning from failure and fatigue So let's do that. Study, as we've said, is mostly easy until it gets old. You'll naturally consume and refine your palate when it comes to the things you love. But if you'll remember, I talked on this episode about when fatigue sets in and when the initial excitement in your commitment led to weary resignation. You're a bodybuilder who's getting smaller, not swoller. You're married to Snape from Harry Potter and the relationship is work. See, if you Skip the study episode, you're going to be lost. You've hit a plateau. You've tried every practical practice and you're no longer climbing. Well, lucky you. I've hit a plateau with the book I've only semi-seriously named Hollow in my documents. Hollow is a title, not the description. It's a very weird word. Hollow, hello to you too. I'm willing to stoop low for these puns. Just don't ask, Hollow all the things that originally made me excited about the book have either been executed or outlined what remains is work and the work is tiring and imperfect here's an example in the beginning of the book i opened on turner a boy brought up by a single mother he and his community operate as sharecroppers for the local nobles a man named marcus and his three daughters one of which is willing to give turner the time of day so turner has a clear goal get rich enough to buy his way out of sharecropping and marry this noble girl who is currently unobtainable. Turner actually goes to pray for this goal in a local place of worship and is overheard by Smoker, who's one of the other sharecroppers. Now, unbeknownst to Turner and everyone else, Smoker has been plotting to destroy the local noble family and run away with everyone to a kind of magical shelter on the other side of the planet called the Hollow Fortress. Smoker threatens to reveal Turner's ambitions to both the nobles and the sharecroppers, both of whom would persecute Turner for his impossible dream, unless Turner helps Smoker steal something from Marcus and his daughters. But basically, your character ought to want something, and that that desire is the most important thing in your story. Not for what the desire is, necessarily, but for what it makes the character do. You and I know this intuitively. I have a bunch of desires that make me tick. I want to make people happy. I want to shape the world into a smarter, better, kinder place. Cool stuff. I want to do this through the medium of writing because it's a medium in which I have some stuff that I'm kind of proud of. And I think that the excellence of one's writing is almost more important than the message. I'm so cool, guys. That sounded kind of pathetic to you, didn't it? It sounds like Turner, the dirt poor dirt farmer, having ambitions on a nobleman's daughter. You and I would probably question his ambition, but we understand it. We understand what it might make him do. In the same way, you, listener, probably heard my little speech about my little desire and thought, well, that's nice, good for you. But take a second to think about your goals. Use I want statements. Say, for example, I want to be strong, or say, I want to be rich, say, I want to support Authors Dozen on Patreon, unlocking rewards like polls, bonus episodes, and even creative control. Oh, by the way, wow, how nice of you for saying that and for supporting this free podcast and its free books. Your goals are important. You set out to achieve goals because they will provide you with rewards worth happiness, joy. See, it's not that Turner's quest for a noble bride is necessarily amazing. Rather, what's relatable to you and me is Turner's idea that this goal will net him worth happiness and joy, even though his methods might be questioned, the reasoning behind these methods—they're powerful and understandable. Worth happiness, joy—don't we all want that deep down? In fact, let's come up with a name for these things, a shorthand for the unquestionably good things in life. Let's call them the unquestionable good, or UG for short. UG is what we all need. All of our wants, desires, and goals are just a means of getting to ugh. It's actually really important to question someone's wants and desires. Every single person you've ever met wants unquestionable good. I'm serious, the worst person you ever met wants UG. You know, Stalin and Mao and Mussolini, they all wanted that abstract feeling of wholeness and perfection that is the unquestionable good. However, all of them and every other villain thinks that they can get the unquestionable good for some by denying it to others. Stealing, killing, oppressing. It makes my stomach turn to say, but every villain and hero wants the same thing in the end. The difference is that the hero wants the ug by means of good, the villain by means of evil. The character of Turner wants a goal that is neither strictly evil nor strictly good. Turner wants the unquestionable good, ...by means of marrying this girl. But in my book, his path to Ugg... ...gets seriously complicated a few pages in. Every path Turner uses to get to Ugg... ...are going to lead to difficulty, trial, and drama. Without those paths... ...without want, need, and desire... ...Turner has no character and we have no story. But if Turner just kept trying and trying to reach Ugg... ...by means of an unquestioned goal like the goal to marry this girl, he wouldn't be interesting in the slightest. Okay, we can't use "ug" anymore because it's confusing unquestioned goals with unquestionable goods. And if those things are confused, we'll never squawk properly. Unquestioned, unquestionable. So we're back to the question. The Q part, which is a part of the very memorable and very good acronym, squawk, While you'll never reach the limits of what study can teach you, you will see diminishing returns. There's only so much our bodybuilder can bench. There's only so much Snape patience in our Snape lover's heart. As finite beings, we have limits on our mind and body and soul. And you'll find that every single path you take towards the unquestionable good will fall short. You may touch joy during the study phase. You may have a temporary sense of worth and happiness. And that's why you can't just stop pursuing your goal. You get ugh sometimes, but even if you keep doing maintenance on your goal, you'll see less and less ugh. Like I said, lucky you. Because now you get to question your unquestioned goal that you're using to get to your unquestionable good. See, if your method of getting joy isn't getting you joy, you have to question it. That question is what makes you special. It's what makes you a human being. Have you ever seen the Terminator films? If not, let me explain. In the Terminator franchise, a Terminator is a muscly Austrian robot sent to assassinate a person. And what makes the Terminator scary is that it will do anything to accomplish this goal. To quote the movie. That Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop, ever, until you are dead. A robot can accomplish a goal really well, but it can't question that goal. If Turner was a wife-getting robot, he'd just keep trying and trying no matter the cost. That's not a human being, that's a force of nature. It's confused, unquestioned goals with unquestionable goods so much that it's not even concerned with reaching goodness anymore. You, listener are not a force of nature, you have limitations. Even if you have a will like a Terminator, even if you'll do anything, anything to accomplish your goal, this world is one where things break and die, and whatever you pursue will eventually turn to dust. So, spoiler alert, that girl Turner wants to marry, unbeknownst to everyone but Smoker, that girl and her sisters are already dead before the book even starts. Even worse, Smoker dies soon after. So Turner can't even devote himself to vengeance. Turner is going to have to find a new way to get his joy and happiness and contentment. He's going to have to question. Lucky him. His original goal was flawed. He's going to be forced into new methods of reaching unquestionable good. Now, does questioning mean you ought to give up the thing that you studied? Well, usually not. Let's say, hypothetically, that a certain velvet-voiced podcaster originally started reading so that he could get at that dopamine hit of consuming a well-told story. Let's say that this guy went down our natural study route. He naturally loved reading. Then naturally loved writing. Then naturally loved the idea of being an author who's cool and important and well-liked and who has tons of money and free time. And everybody loves his work and gives this totally hypothetical author all the love and worth and joy and peace that he could ever want forever. So hold on, question that. Can this author really get the unquestionable good via his unquestioned goal? Maybe a tiny bit at great cost. See, after all that work and sweat and tears, after all that compromise of vision and destruction of self in order to gain love and respect of others, this author might get rich might get awards, might get love, but those rewards come at great cost. The author is rich, but because he sold out. The author gets awards, but he knows that even if people honor him as a writer, they don't honor the other parts of him. The author gets love, but the people love his false self, the self he designed for people to love, not the self that he feels inside. And all these rewards fade in time, leaving him worse off than before. Does this mean giving up the thing that the writer studied? No, he just got off track. He took on the wrong motives. But then he questioned those motives and tried a different way to achieve the unquestionable good. Questioning can even turn what you study for evil into a force for good. A member of America's alt-right could question and then reject his racist beliefs. All this person's hatred led to zero happiness, even in his fleeting feeling of superiority. But that study is not wasted. The study that this person put into the alt-right would still be valuable because he could use that knowledge to fight uh, the people he used to serve. If you've run up against a wall, lucky you. If you're seeing diminishing returns, lucky you. You'll be forced to ask questions. Is this best? Is this nice? Is this even going to get me what I want and is what I want even good to begin with? If you're not lucky, if you're not met with failure, if you're absolutely sure of your motives, if you're positive that you will gain nothing but unquestionable good from your goal, even then you must question. If your goal is, in fact, nothing but unquestionable good, then it will be unquestionable. It'll stand up to any reasonable criticism or doubt from you or anyone else. For instance, I literally cannot stop writing. Help. Please. I'm so certain that writing is fun for me that I have written this podcast episode of 2,000 and some odd words and paid to put it on the internet, and I still haven't done my dishes or gone to Switzerland. It doesn't matter if this is good or best, because I'm a writing Terminator, and I hope somebody reprograms me in Terminator 2 so that I can be the good guy. This episode was a bit tougher than the last Hang on to your big bouncy butts. We're only halfway through our squawk. Ugh. All right, that's it. That's the end.